0: Yeah, I'm just like I'm just like really muted. It's like I just feel like well when you can I feel really like, like atmospherically properly. oppressed is what I feel like.
1: <laughs> I like Atmospherically that term. oppressed. What Can we like. put that on a shirt? <laughs> Let's make a reel as well. Books to read when you feel atmospherically <laughs> oppressed. I,
0: appre-
1: I, li- I like it. I, I like <laughs> it. <laughs> it. I'm just saying, the air is you poison. know. Yesterday worked out well because I got to just like relax and read before I had to go on the other side of town to pick Caleb up. So that was nice. I was very tired too. Was very very tired. Yeah. So.
0: Well, it's a good ago. thing we didn't record yesterday because we would have been in the same predicament as the following weekend, right? but just for like a different reason. Exactly. The power was out for like two, three hours, somewhere in there.
1: Wow. And that's not hard horrible, too, but like that's a well, good chunk of time. We we lose steam. It's like hard to like mm-hmm. pick it back up mm-hmm. and like get back in the groove and the rhythm that we mm-hmm. have when we have to just stop abruptly like that. So I got a lot of good reading in as well.
0: Me too. Exactly. I Me got too. a lot of good reading. We're making our way through women in translation. Yeah. Cruising
1: through your list. Um, I yes and no. I'm cruising through my woman in translation and cruising through my arcs.
0: hmm I was gonna so. say how many distractions have you gotten? Because I'm getting a few. Like there's a few books that seem to be creeping in like from the the outside, like read me
1: <laughs> Well, I feel like the arcs are the distraction from one of the translation because I'm trying to ah. read the before the pub dates uh so but i but at the same time, I think I have a good balance going on right now, like that's good. they're they're
0: all getting
1: like equal time. I feel like well, that's good.
0: Yeah, we'll talk further about arcs in another episode. But yeah. yeah, no, I I just have so it's it gets very distracting mm-hmm. reading, right? Like, there's just too many op- there's too many options. Look behind there us. Are. There's too many options.
1: I think we were just talking like, about VR chat yesterday. Like, I'm always like eyeing trust. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to get back into it. I'm also like dying to get into Mercury Pictures Presents you know so like they're all like staring at me like you know I know you want me I know you want me I'm like I do you know want what? you <laughs>
0: well, you know what happened is Kanoff sent me Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and I'm Same. like well I want to read that and then don't leave me let me know when you start I'll start too this is Mariner which I no this is Double Day, sends me Bad Cree and like both of these I want to jump into immediately because they're just so good they sound so stinking good Well, you know what else I want to jump into? trying to focus. Yeah, I know you really. It's so hard. You get distracted sometimes with the book mail. And you're like, I just want it. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I didn't read. I didn't read the second volume of Fangirl. And I'm like, hmm. Like, that's quick. Like, I could say, like, focus, Alyssa. Focus.
1: It's hard. (laughs) It's hard. It's like having all the shiny little toys around you and just want to play with them all. I know. know. You want to play with them all. Yeah. It's I don't hard. know. It is. It is. There's some fantasy stuff I want to read right now. Not this what is, a Time series. Okay. Not that.
0: <laughs> That's what happens, I think, when I start reading a lot of lit fic, is then I start to think, you know what I want? I want like a good fantasy. And then I start reading a fantasy and I'm like, ooh, that lit fit looks really good. And it's like, I just can't back and forth decide back and forth. where I want to be. And I read more lit fic because they're usually shorter. So, like, I can cruise through a bunch of lit Yeah. It's hard, man.
1: You're saying, oh, oh, shorter than fantasy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I'm having a hard time. I just, I get this feeling like I just want to, like, devour all the books.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: And it's just really Mm -hmm. hard. And it's like, I just, I need to take a vacation and just, like, read for days straight. I know.
0: That's why the other day I just said... Jesus, he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to be left alone. And I just want to read for 24 hours. That is fair. That is fair. And I I may have to do another one of those soon.
1: Yes. Maybe during my time off, you could do
0: one. I can try. We can try to arrange that. I'm just
1: doing, just taking a week off and, you know, not to go anywhere or do anything. I just really want to like relax, unwind and play in the garden and read.
0: That sounds it. absolutely lovely. Anyway, right. what are you reading, my darling? Well,
1: I'm going to tell you what I finished. This was my first yes. finished book for Winter Translation Month. And mm-hmm. it is "Sin as a Puppy That Follows You Home, mm-hmm. which is um, by Bella Rabba Ramat Yakubu, Yacoub, translated from the Hasa by Aliyu Kamal. And it's a very slim book. And um, it is described as an Islamic soap opera complete with, Polygamous Households, Virtuous Women, Scheming Heartless, and Black Magic. I've read this in one sitting (laughs) in my bed. It sounds compulsively readable. Oh, Alyssa, (laughs) Alyssa. When I tell you this was a good time, this was a good damn time. It really was like a soap opera. So we start out with the virtuous woman who's married and they have children and her husband is fairly wealthy. He has like a little, um, like a market stand and he sells like fabrics Mm -hmm. and things like that. He's very well off. He is an absolute dickhead. I mean, he's terrible. He does not give the children any money because, you know, they have to like pay for school to go away to go to school. They have to pay for Mm -hmm. all the things. He helps out with none of that. He gives her basically pennies for the food. So she has a little side business where she cooks meals and that's how she pays for the things for their home, things for the children. And he's not only just so cheap and also so mean, he's got community penis. He's just just throwing around to everybody. Community penis. He's oh, okay. just rolling around more shirts.
0: <laughs> Atmospherically <laughs> oppressed community penis.
1: I mean, he is just, he's chasing all of the skirts, okay? All of them. Mm-hmm. And he's just so mean to her. She's so sweet. She's so kind. Even the mother-in-law is trying to tell him, like, look, there's no one else with to put up with your crap. She's the mother of your mm-hmm. children. She's your wife. Mm-hmm. Just treat her right. But can he do that? Mm-hmm. No, he can't. So, he finds another wife, brings her into the home. Little do we know, she's seen some little black magic lady to put like some kind of like roots on him so that he's like enamored with her no matter what she does. And he ends up telling the wife, the first wife and the children to get out of his house because he's done with them. Oh, it's a whole thing. It it it's oh. a whole thing. It it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and I'm telling Absolutely you I had the popcorn man. going. It's only the, like this thing. It is only 126 pages, and I'm telling you, it was like a full season of a soap opera. It was fantastic. It I was fantastic. To book.
0: I need. To, I need to get on this ride. I hundred percent need to get on this ride.
1: It was. It was really, really great. So I. This was first published in 1987, and I need to look, look on time. Goodreads to see like what else this author has, because I, you know, again, I was just on a deep dive trying to find translated works a few months ago. So I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with her backlist, but I will be looking into it because this was so great and it was so fun and I had the best time. Sent as a Puppy that Follows You Home by Bello Raba Ramat Yakuba, translated from the Hausa by Aliyu Kamal. Ah,
0: uh, I have to find that. Well, <clears throat> I recently finished, and by recently I mean like two hours ago, uh, the Hacienda by Isabella Canas. What Ca- happened? I can't, I don't speak any language as well. Anyway, I don't know how to say it, and yeah, I'm sure I'm doing it wrong. But, this was phenomenal, and so much better than Mexican Gothic. It really? is what I wanted Mexican Gothic to be. Okay, I'm in excited. In terms of, of how the commitment to the Gothic style. They're set in completely different times. It is billed as Rebecca meets Mexican Gothic. I mean, in the beginning, I really only thought the Mexican Gothic piece was because it's set in Mexico and it's mm-hmm. a Gothic novel. Mm-hmm. It, it does have, it has hints of Mexican Gothic with like, there's something wrong with this house. So you have our main character whose name is Escape Beatrice. Um, and she gets married. Like her family sort of disgraced. This is after the Mexican uh, War of Independence. And she's she's sort of on the outs now. She's a little darker skinned. Her family has gone down in social status and she marries this man, um, what's his name, Rudolfo? Rud- Rudolfo. And he is like a wealthy man. He lives in this big house. He has, you know, all the, all the trappings of wealthy man life. Yeah. Servants, yada, yada. And he has this weird, mysterious sister. And this house, and once she gets in there and Rudolfo's kind of away for a lot of the story, all these weird things start happening in the house. She starts seeing things, weird things start happening to her. Mm. She's feeling very paranoid. She eventually goes to the priest and there's this young priest in town and he's, there's something not quite right with the priest either. And it's all just very dark and mysterious and atmospheric and everything I wanted Mexican Gothic to be. And it's Mm. like so much, it's so good. It's so good. I don't want to like spoil anything, but like the Rebecca Hints are hundred percent there because that okay. sister is totally Mrs. Danvers. The house is totally creepy. There is a dead wife, first wife that sort of seems to be the the thing haunting her. but like is she I don't know why is she? We don't know. She just dies. there's it's what? So many secrets, so many mysteries there's it's so good. It's so good. It's so freaking good.
1: Okay. Well, you've excited me. This was my, what, this, this was my May or April book of the, whenever it was a book of the month pick, I got it from, from book of the month. Yeah. Cause I, I had it on pre-order. Read it, it was
0: one of my, um, anticipated reads for the year, but I think I'm going to save it for October. It's a good October book. I just read yeah. it because Libby hold came in. So I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. I'll listen to it. And the audiobook's really good. And it's just, it's, it's,
1: because I I like Mexican Gothic more than you did, and if you're telling me this yeah. is even better than that, oh, it sounds like I'm in for
0: a real treat. I think it has a lot more depth than Mexican Gothic did.
1: Okay, I'm 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 here for it.
0: Okay, so boom, that's my October. Yeah. If you read, read. Mexi- Mexican, Go- Mexican 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 Gothic <laughs> and you were like, "This is good, but I want more," here's your more. Mm-hmm. Here's awesome.
1: Your more. So I good. mean, when I chose it for book of the month, I was like. Fingers crossed, like God. I hope I'm not making a mistake. You know what I mean? Because I was mm-hmm. like, uh. so that makes me
0: well. Well, every time they that. do those mashups, it's like this is Bobby Blah and Bobby Blah, and is it? I don't know. Uh, and sometimes right. it's not an accurate. Sometimes it, I don't know. It changes the way you look at the book, or it's not fully representative of what the book is. You get really right. weird pre like it's it's such a such a weird way to sell a book to me but I also understand kind of why you do it because you have to have some frame of reference right
1: I mean yeah (laughs) I always find it funny when I read like oh it's this meets that like and I'm like well I've read neither of those so this helps me not at all yeah
0: but I think they do it so that people have that some kind of of idea right yeah but I think I think it's just funny because you sent me that thing overnight about from tour about Daphne du Maurier, and I'm like, mm-hmm. she is a freaking goddess, and I'm glad that she's... I mean, she's always been quite popular. I mean, there's yeah. she's never not been popular, but I feel like that article made me feel really good because I feel like she's getting like a little bit of airtime, and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, more yeah. people will read her. I still want to read Rural Britannia, which I have up there, which I haven't read yet.
1: I don't think... I think I just have two books by her.
0: You have um, Jamaica Jamaica Inn and Rebecca. Do I have Rebecca? Or do you have My Cousin Rachel? Or do you have Frenchman's Creek? Do you want me to keep going through books?
1: I need to look now. Well, not now, but you know, I need to look and see because right now
0: is. I need to do it right. You're now. You're like, no, you look,
1: st- do a Rebecca, do do a Darcy de Maurier inventory right now. Actually, I, I do would need tell to you that, that I would
0: give you a Rebecca, but no, all of my copies of Rebecca are mine.
1: <laughs> no, you, no, you, Rebecca is your heart.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: would never, I would never.
0: There would are never. lines in there that, like, as I've read it, like, I when I read them as a teenager, like, I read them a lot more, like sort of emo kid reading romance <laughs> yeah. and yeah. if that makes any sense. And then as an adult, cause I did a reread what last year or two years ago when they put out the Netflix show that was terrible or whoever did the show. Yeah. And yeah. I, there's, you read it so much differently. Uh, I've read it so much differently at this age and like, cause there's a whole piece of it of like, how much do you really know about your spouse or your partner? Mm. And like the secrets yeah. that you keep from each other,
1: right? Oh, okay. I'm remembering now. I only have Jamaica in, ah. and that's the only one I've read. So the next time I hit McKay and I see some DeMaurier, I'm going to pick it up.
0: Rebecca's it's wonderful. Drake I want that white half. one. Yeah. Have you seen the white one that's like embroidered? No, uh, I mean, I mean the cover is not, I mean, not cover, but it like it looks like. It looks like um, it looks like it's been like embroidered like a pillowcase with a big R on the front. I want that edition. I don't have that edition. Who
1: who makes that one?
0: Oh, I don't know. I think I have it somewhere on my wish list. I'd have to find it. One day I might buy it. What Just- year was it
1: that me and the book girls and Jesus bought you the same copy of Rebecca. <laughs> that was, was that a couple years, of ago? years
0: ago, 2 years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we guys, know, we were on to something. We were like, "Oh yeah, she
0: is going to be so surprised." You, and he was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's okay because I now have an unopened pristine folio society of Rebecca and an opened one that I can look at. So it's yeah. I am not upset. That was he was like, "But we can that return That was pretty mine. funny though. And I was like, "No, we can't." <laughs>
1: You can't funny. return
0: it at all. What are you talking about, return it?
1: <laughs> so Yay. do you think I should read Re- Rebecca next?
0: Yes. Was there one? Okay. All right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can read it right now. Stop. Let's stop recording. Let's go. Um, let's You're read like, it just, now. just, Just go get it and just read it right now. All what right. I'm making
1: that happen this year. You don't have to
0: worry about that at all. Please do. And if anybody wants else wants to do a reread or a first read, a read. Everybody's
1: gonna be reading it in October, you know this.
0: I know. It got a lot of love recently. October one is gonna hit
1: and it's gonna be flooding the Bookstagram timeline.
0: It also got a lot of love because in the last year and a half or so, two years because of Taylor Swift, because she I I think it was a book that she mentioned. In like a oh, song, Jesus. or while talking about songs, or something. So every time she mentions something, then of course people get like, right, really yeah. into it. Yeah, I am yeah. desperately trying to find that cover for you, and I thought I had it in my, I thought I have it on my wish list, but maybe not. Maybe it's gone.
1: How many books does she has
0: she written? Oh, I don't know. I think it was in that article you sent me, but I can't remember. She has got many short stories and uh, like a handful of, of longer books. I can only rattle off about four or five off the top of my head. Um, I
1: like when we. I like when I find an author that I love and they have such a deep, rich backlist. That's when she's those got like Rebecca, things.
0: Jamaica's in, my cousin my, Rachel, Rachel Frenchman's French Creek, Rural Britannia, and those are like the five that I can think of off my top, uh, top of my head. Um, but she might, She could have more. I can't remember. Yeah. So. All right.
1: Well, I'm going. I'm going. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna get into it. Um, for sure.
0: Please do. I have. And then to, tell me. Um, tell me what you think. Yes. Yes. Unless it's bad. Hoping, then don't tell me anything.
1: Well, I'm hoping I can find a couple when I go back to McKay. Which I probably try will not to go for like a month. I've been there too ah, often. I found
0: maybe. it. It's the Virago, oh, Virago Modern Classics. And let me pull is,
1: it it is it super stupid expensive?
0: It's the, it's the 80th anniversary, and it's twenty two dollars.
1: Oh, that's not bad at all. Okay, yes, I have. Okay, yeah, that's beautiful. That for whatever it? reason, it's for whatever reason, it's making me think of that book um, lore. Yeah, I think it a it's white just color. white. Yeah, right. It's just something that's similar about it, but that's beautiful, and that is very okay. very reasonable in price.
0: Yeah, um, and now I kind of want to go buy it. Alyssa, stop. Okay, anyway, what are we here to talk about today before Alyssa buys another book? Tell us, friend. (laughs) We're here to talk about, this is an idea that I had while listening to, I can't remember what podcast it is. If I can't remember it, I'll have Naomi link it in the show notes. But they are talking about books that would be like good book club recommendations and so that's what we're here to talk about was like books we've read that maybe aren't like our favorite books or like the best books but are definitely books that are really good for like a group of people to just talk about like they're gonna spark a lot of good conversation um they're good book club books so that's what we're here yes. to talk about we have each have five that right that's a great topic that's all i have yes. is five okay <laughs> yes yes Two,
1: three, four, five.
0: <laughs> yeah oh excuse me uh, i only topic. have three up here i think i i I don't have. I don't own one, and the other one's downstairs. And I was too lazy to go up and downstairs. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, you want to kick it off? I will kick it off, and I'll kick it off with something that I hope that you and I will actually discuss at some point, and that's the Confessions Ooh. of Franny Langton yes. by Sarah Collins. I read this last month, and this book is absolutely phenomenal. I think you may have told me about it before I saw a book. Yes, I Bell did. Because I said, "When
1: talk about it," but I, I kind said, of it's going to be adapted.
0: I and kind we of didn't talk about it. <laughs> it kind of got lost in all of the things that we talk about. She <laughs> left me, folks. That's what happened. She <laughs> left me. I want to make it very clear that she left me. And then, okay, and continue. Then Books and bow was talking about it, and uh, that finally hooked me. And I just, I got it. I got the audiobook and I just started listening to it. And it was so good that I then, as soon as I finished it, went and got a hard copy price from the bookstore because it's it's just phenomenal now
1: i'm gonna tell you something and it's gonna hurt you because there was a hardcover the same hardcover that i have at mckay for like a dollar i was hoping that you wouldn't have bought a copy because i was like i'm gonna go to mckay i'm gonna see that freaking book i know i am and i did the hardcover
0: Well, so if you I'm see so it sorry. again, grab it. Send it to me, and I'll just put this one up on Pango. <laughs> Boom! There we go. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, right. um, so the it's a real. I think it's a really phenomenal book club read because there's a lot of discussion about like race relations. And this is obviously set not in today. This is set in the 1800s around the time that slavery was abolished. The slave trade was abolished in England. So Franny and her father owner go from Jamaica to England and she gets left at this gentleman's house. And this relationship starts to develop between her and the mistress of the house. And so it has a sapphic element as well. But the book starts out because Franny is on trial uh, for the murder of the Lang, um, not the Langtons. What are their names? The Benhams. Um, And then it sort of backtracks to her life in Jamaica, the stuff that happened in Jamaica, the reasons why they left to her going to England, to this relationship budding with the mistress of the house. And there's all this commentary that Franny has on all kinds of different things. It's so meaty and juicy. It is just, Mm. it is an annotator's dream. And I'm mad that I didn't have a copy to annotate it. And it's, it's, it's so good. And you want there to be a different outcome from Franny. And you know, there's not going to be a different outcome for Franny. The book starts off, you know exactly where this is going. And you still just, you're like, please Lord, excuse me, I am spitting. That's how animated I am. Please Lord, let there be something better for Franny. And no, but no, but this is hands down and I'm sorry I left you, but I will, I told you as soon as I finished it, that I will happily reread it with you so that I can annotate a copy for myself. Okay. So, okay.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. Okay. My first one is a book that I read last month and that is Songs in Ursa Major.
0: How many copies of that do you
1: have? Well, so last year, I think it came out last year, and they sent me a hardcover. And then another publisher put it out in paperback, so they sent me the paperback. So I have two. Oh, nice. Although I like the hardcover better than the um, paperback, but they're both cute. I don't know. I Um, like the paperback. So this is, yeah, it's cute, but I just like this one better. Songs (laughs) in Ursa Major by Emma Brody. Uh, apparently i really love books surrounding music
0: okay i'm not surprised so- <laughs> Whenever you are we getting the family band together
1: right get out of my mom's head <laughs> um, so, you can't ever let I me meet your mom jesse J- jane anyway the main character in this book she is <laughs> the hardest
0: part is remembering really-
1: everyone's names I know it really is. So the main character in this book is a really, really talented musician. She can sing, she can play many instruments. She's a type that can pick up an instrument and just really teach herself how to play it really quickly. She has a really good ear for music. She's just kind of phenomenal. She's young. She's really wanted to do something with this. And she lives like in this little island town. I forget where. And it's a really close knit community. And she lives with her aunt and her grandmother. And she has a little band. And they're really, really good. And they perform around the clubs, you know, in their little island town. And some producer guy, you know, hears her uh, when she is doing a, she's she's at some big show. And this really big name artist gets in an accident, is unable to make the show. And she kind of glides in on stage and they kind of do their thing it makes a whole bunch of noise. It's fantastic. Now people are clamoring after her. And so now she's in the mix of working with these people, you know, getting a deal, you know, making a record, yada, yada, yada. And so the guy that was in the accident, the really big name artist, he is doing like rehab and her sister who works at the big rehab facility is one of his rehab people. And so she's getting closer to him. Something's brewing, something's happening, and they are getting... Pretty private with one another, and she confides in him that you know her mother kind of like just left one day and just never came back. Mm -hmm. And there's something about her that he sees that she's she has a lot of barriers up, she's not really being open, but there, but he wants more with her and she wants more with him. But there's this secret that she has, and he knows she has something going on, but she doesn't reveal it right away. Um, so come to find out, should I tell? Is this a spoiler? I'm always conflicted on whether something's a spoiler or not. Let me just say this. Um, They find out that the mother was really dealing with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And so they, the family concocted this lie about the mother's mental illness because they didn't want any shame brought to the family. Mm-hmm. And so the story really talks about what a burden it was on this main character to, ha- to have that secret mm-hmm. and to have people think that her mother just like disappeared one day and never came back. And also it really kept her from building solid, strong close lipped relationships because she was hiding this big secret so anyway long story short um she falls in love with the guy things maybe work out maybe they don't um her career goes through rising to the top completely imploding and her trying to figure out how to like make it again and there's some type of resolution regarding her mother and her aunt and her grandmother at the end but i won't say what because that would be a spoiler but it was very good. It's much more than I thought it was going to be. I didn't know there was going to be this mental illness aspect. I didn't know it was going to be this missing mom aspect. I didn't know it was going to be this like this burden of the real truth that's like inhibiting her from really being a, a fully open person. I didn't expect any of that. And that is what made this book four stars for me. Songs in Ursa Major by Amy Brody. Amy? Right. No, Emma Brody
0: so i guess I'll, I'll just alternate with a book that i don't have a copy of up here um i actually don't even own a copy of this yet um but i'm going to say uh the island of missing trees by elif shafik shafak, shafak? Mm. did you read that right mm. so i think that this book is like hands down like five stars phenomenal um <clears throat> you have a fig tree then one pov that is telling the story of these this couple that meets in crete they are from opposite sides of the civil sort of war and tension that's going on in, on in crete at the time and they fall in love you also are in the present and you know that they fell in love they got married they had a child um but the the It's not a spoiler. The mom's dead. You open up like that. And the story just kind of goes through the daughter dealing with all of her own sort of curiosity about her parents' past, her own growing pains of life. Um, and going back to the story of her parents and the story of Crete and the story of, um, the people that, that, that lived there. Um, and it's just, it's just so beautiful. It's such a beautiful book. And I'm mad that I didn't have a copy to annotate because I think <clears> it's, pheno- it's just, it's so phenomenally written and I feel like you can have an amazing discussion about it. And the fact that this fig tree, the fig tree, like if you read the book, that fig tree point of view is just, it's stellar. It is this like omnish omnish. Do you know what word I'm trying to say? Omniscient. Omniscient. Um, thank you.
1: Um. um
0: okay. Yes. Omnis- <laughs> <laughs> um. People you know what we're trying to say. <laughs> it's the all knowing. My mouth no worky today. And it's like this all knowing narrator that can provides these like beautiful insights into the historical aspects, but also the personal aspects between this girl's parents. And it's just it's such a beautiful story and heartbreaking and wonderful. Oh, the couple that owns the bar. You are
1: really swept up by this book.
0: You're going to be like, I hated it. Did you hate it?
1: I didn't love it. Oh, ah! I did not love it. And I was really over that damn fig tree.
0: Borking!
1: <laughs> I wanted to date off that book so badly. I hate when a book is like not really doing it for me, but there's something about it where I still need to know what happens. I hate when I'm in that position. I don't know. I may read. I may reread it later on, like maybe next year or something. Alyssa is beside herself.
0: I this don't even know you. I read this, this and that I was like, Naomi definitely loved this.
1: I liked it, but I did not love it. I did not love it. She's like, who are you?
0: That okay, is a lot need... of
1: people's favorite book right now. It's... For many that is gonna be their favorite book of the year.
0: Cause it's phenomenal. That's what people say. All right, just tell mm-hmm. me your book. I need to move on from this, the heartbreak.
1: Okay, okay, okay. What else my are you gonna do to book break is, my heart? Um, Silver Sparrow by Tiari Jones. I've talked about this before. This is a book that just will bring about so much emotion. You have one man, two wives, two daughters, and they don't know about each other. (laughs) And it becomes the hottest of the hot messes of them all. I mean, the rage you feel and the sorrow that you feel, the sadness that you feel, is so deep. I mean it is so deep. I was completely entranced in this book. So you have the one wife and daughter who are like I, like his showpieces, like like it's the approved family. This is the family that everyone knows about. This is the family that he, that he publicly claims, you know. Mm-hmm. This is the one that gets all the love, all the support, all the money. And then there's the other wife and daughter that are the secret. And when the daughters, well, when they all find out about each other, what's sad is the daughters, one feeling like she wasn't good enough to be publicly loved and and supported and claimed by her dad. And the other one feeling slightly guilty for, and a little bit jealous, um, feeling guilty because she does have a sister that the dad was somewhat ignoring or not giving as much to her as he gave uh, to to the other side as he gave to her and then also feeling jealous. Like now there's someone else vying for his time, vying for his attention, vying for all the things that have always really been mine. Um, and there's several battles (laughs) that ensue between the daughters and the mothers and the man is truly awful. I mean, it's almost like he doesn't really understand the damage and the hurt that he's caused with all these women. And I think you can really unpack this book with a group. You can really break down everyone's actions, especially the secret wife, because she did things in a purposeful manner to be in a particular position. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot to be questioned in this book on people's actions and decisions and behaviors. And I mean, I think you would have a vercus good time talking about this
0: book. Manner trash men are trash
1: he was certainly trash
0: <laughs> seems to be the theme of a lot of books that i'm reading right now we're like men are trash um same so i'm gonna go with something that i i'm not sh- i don't think i liked it but i think because i'm not sure on that it makes it a good book to unpack with other mm-hmm. people and that is lincoln in the bardo by george saunders um, it does have a really phenomenal audiobook with all these different people. It is written really oddly, almost like a play. It is surreal and bizarre and there's a lot going on in it. There's random commentary on like society. Uh, essentially, hmm. this is about Abraham Lincoln when his son dies and the relationship between his dead son and Lincoln, and all the other dead people in the cemetery.
1: Oh, that's what this is
0: about? I've had this book for like three years. Yeah, so like, (laughs) and there's all these people essentially like trapped in purgatory. Like, essentially the cemetery is like purgatory. This is what I've, okay, I'm not going to say any of this like fact, because this book is so weird. I could pay 100% off. They could be at like KFC. I don't know, but (laughs) I... What I got is that there's like essentially the cemetery. There's all these people that like live in the cemetery and they are sort of in purgatory and they're sort of stuck there. And some of them don't really know they're dead and other ones do. Uh, and something strange happens when Lincoln's son gets there because Lincoln's son is really sort of resisting the fact that he's dead and they have this really strong bond, father and son, and that strong okay. bond seems to shift some of the d- d- dynamics within the sort of undead world of <laughs> this cemetery. And okay. so it is really interesting. But also, like, I don't like it. <laughs> like, mm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm, like, I mm-hmm. feel like it may have been too weird for me.
1: Okay. Weird and the... Weird and in, in what it's actually about, or weird and how it's structured in, in its writing?
0: Both. Or both. Okay. Both. But like, I'm not really sure. I know there were moments where I was like, well, this is clever. And then there were moments where I was like, but like, does it have to exist? I don't know. But I know that you either kind of love or don't care for this book which is why I think right. it would be a really interesting especially if you're a book club that like really likes to break down and dissect books I think that there's a lot mm-hmm. to break down and dissect from here because there's just so many narrative voices that might be some of it it's like there's just too many narrative voices for me maybe in the living yeah. world you get all these voices that come in that are setting up the scenes of current time and what's happening and that's where you get some social mm-hmm. commentary and then you get a bunch of stuff Uh, from the dead people and that sets up sort of past and there's people that are long dead there's people that are like newly dead there's people that have unalived themselves there's all kinds of different people so there's a lot of there's a lot of comet. there's a lot happening and to the point where i think i got overstimulated and i it was too much but okay if you're a book club this could be a really interesting one to to talk about yeah because
1: there's a lot. Wow. You're making me want to read I think it's worth soon. the read. Like, read the book. Cause Oh, I'm going to read it because I've owned the damn thing for a while. I'm going
0: to mm-hmm. read it. It's definitely worth <laughs> the read.
1: <laughs> but do you think I can listen to it or do you think I need to read it? You know how my brain is. You would want to read, read along. I may need to read along. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My next one is one of my favorites in Westfields by Deshaun. Charles Winslow a short book that really just it's a short book it's it's a little it's a little over 250 50 pages but like it feels like a 500 page book with all that's going on Mm -hmm. it's been a while since I've read this uh but the main character not and let me tell you something I'm still thinking about her like today She is really something else um she's a very uh complicated, sometimes loose, mm, rowdy woman. Uh, she is extremely careless. Um, think about living in like a little, um, like a little cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. you know, with like maybe 10 houses, which one of them you live in. And maybe there are like two or three other houses with daughters in them. And those daughters are daughters that you gave birth to and gave to your neighbors. Yeah, you heard me. Um, So (laughs) she's made a lot of careless choices. She's had some children. She's given those children away. Those children do not know that she's their mother. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. They just think she's just not the neighbor. Mm -hmm. Um, And when things come to a head, it is kind of funny. It's a little bit sad. It's also very confusing because there's a lot of emotions that play here, uh, because you've gone from knowing this woman as your neighbor, sort of like your neighborhood, you know, friend, mm-hmm. the woman that you sometimes go to about your problems. In um, some cases, the woman you look up to because she's so free. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have a husband. She's doing her own thing. She's making her own decisions. She's living on her own being a free woman and for some it's like they aspire to do that. And then just realizing the fact that you've been so up and close with this woman and the whole time it's like that that's your mom. So when these things are revealed, there's a whole lot of feelings that are coming up. There's a whole lot of arguments, a whole lot of discussions, there's a whole lot of everything that have come up. But when we talk about the decisions that people make and how do you forgive, you know, is there actual redemption? Like this tackles all of that what's it called again all of that in west mills in west
0: mills i'm trying to like read it you know mm-hmm. i can't see <laughs> yeah i'm blind it's
1: one of my favorites um i read it a few years ago i should it read it again really but like a... i thought it was very good there's a lot to talk about here
0: a lot well um my next one i i is the one that's downstairs i do own a copy of it and i do need to annotate it it's a theme. Um, and that is Melissa Favos's Girlhood, which I've talked about about a thousand times here on the channel, everywhere. Uh, this literary memoir is absolutely phenomenal. And the amount of just statements that sort of articulated things that I didn't have words for, like negotiated mm-hmm. consent. Like I never really thought about the things that we do uh, as women. To set up a situation where we're not exactly okay with what's happening, but we're tolerating what's happening, whether it's um, somebody, whether it's sexual or not, just social interactions, people touching mm-hmm. us, people getting close to us, people um, wanting something from us. The amount of like negotiated consent that happens day to day as a woman, just like all the all the essays that she has in there that talk about that, just really. I don't know, it struck something. So I feel like, especially if you have a club that likes to, or you have a group of people that really like to read nonfiction or memoirs, I think this one is phenomenal because there's a lot to unpack. Um, uh, She has a stint as a dominatrix, so there's discussion of being a sex worker. There's a lot to really Mm. Mm -hmm. take in. And I honestly, it's it's so phenomenal. Um, The other thing that uh, sticks with me and I think about all the time is her discussion of, the emotional burden on women being in with like cishet men and being in that sort of mm. relationship. And you and I talk about this all the time. I think a lot of oh, us yes. talk about this all the time with our girlfriends, this like we are constantly having the, all the emotional baggage and, and all the, the into like like the thinking baggage in the relationship. And and the, the your partner tends to just coast while you are, Homemaker, mother, best friend, therapist, uh, mother, girlfriend, sex object, whatever you are, you're like, you're too many roles and it's exhausting. Yes, yes. And all of her exploration of that is just, it's going to make you want to be a lesbian, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right what's that tiktok song It makes me want to take up lesbianism like that's you know <laughs> um but i mean it's it's phenomenal uh if you ever want to read it naomi i will do a reread with you and i need to eat my copy.
1: i need to read that i mean you have convinced me to read it um i it was a very very talked about book on mm-hmm. bookstagram when it came out and I did not know what it was about. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of ignored all of those posts. But then you started talking about what was actually being discussed in the book. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I can, I can get with that. I mean, it's yeah. a
0: memoir. So there's a lot of things about her life, yeah. but the, in telling us about her life, there is a breakdown of all these other more mm-hmm. broad topics that aren't, are universal topics that, mm-hmm. that really hit home. And, like, just that negotiated consent, man. Like, I don't think I ever really truly thought about just how many things we negotiate so that we can get through yeah. life without just being absolutely emotionally scarred.
1: Good grief. being <laughs> a woman is so freaking hard, I swear. Yeah. Okay. All right. My next one is one of my faves. It is Free Food for Millionaires by Min Jin Lee. I still need like to read that. It is. Oh, my God. I love it so much um so we are following Casey she is um Korean she has recently graduated from Princeton with a economics degree and she ends up getting I don't know some like investment baker some kind of job like that you know Mm -hmm. nothing that she's enamored with it's not really her career path um I don't really think she knows what her career path is to start with but you know she's trying to keep up you know she's Graduated from this Ivy League school. You know, she wants a nice, you know, lifestyle. She's in Manhattan. She's trying to live the life, right? And do all the things that you do to live that life. And Mm -hmm. she's got this, like, really popular white boyfriend. And she's got all the pressure from her career... Korean immigrant parents to you know d- do a certain thing marry a certain guy you know have a certain kind of job um so of course they are not pleased with her uh <laughs> her white boyfriend not pleased at all uh and comes to find out they're right because he's a terrible jerk and he ends up cheating on her and becoming just the ass that her parents knew that he was so <laughs> check check and check um So it's really her journey of like getting over that hurt and meeting another man and finding what her passions are. And she has a talent for making hats. And it's really her exploration into figuring out who she is and then finding the strength and the courage to kind of do her own thing, even though that's not the path and the plan that her career immigrant parents have kind of laid out for her. That is not easy to do. You mm-hmm. feel a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. Um, it's very hard to say no to your parents and to kind of forge your own path. And that's what she's trying to do in this book. And I will tell you, this book is like almost 600 and no, it's over 650 pages. I read this book in a day and a half. <laughs> I couldn't stop reading it. I, it was It was just that good. It was that good. But there's a lot to talk about with making choices about doing things just for money, doing certain things just to have a a particular kind of lifestyle, doing things just because your parents have laid out a certain path for you and kind of ignoring and pushing down the desires you have for yourself or even ignoring the desire to figure out what you want for yourself. So there's a lot to talk about in this book. And I know everyone loves Pachinko and Pachinko's great, but this is my favorite.
0: (laughs) Read her favorite book.
1: It's my favorite. I love Men Jin Lee. When she writes another book, you best believe it's gonna be pre ordered. I can't wait for her to write something else. She writes.
0: Giant I think she's books. a fantastic so she author. She's a really good author. I still need to read years. Oh my gosh. Uh, now that I know more about what it's about, because I had no idea what it's about, you're like, you just have to read it. It's my favorite. Um so I found it. I thrifted it. But can you
1: imagine being at the university and being one of her students? That would be fantastic. I would die. I mean, come on. Cause she's a professor.
0: We'll take you over there. You can you can audit a class with her. Yeah, that's what I'll do. (laughs) Take all my little notes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my last one is simply selfish, and it is so that I can figure out how I feel about this book. Uh, And I I challenge you, if you have a book club, to read it, and then to let me in on all of your discussions so I can hear all of your thoughts, and maybe one day I'll have a thought on how I actually feel about this stupid (laughs) book. And that is Ani Anagihara's To Paradise, because I still don't know if this book is trash or a masterpiece. I cannot decide. It is... I don't know either. Individually, the three parts that are actually their own standalone narratives, I think are fantastic. I really think the third part is the best part because it's kind of more speculative sci-fi. And, you know, I love that. But I just don't know (laughs) how I feel. You know what needs to happen, though, right?
1: What? I think I need to read it again. You do need to read it. You never finished it. And you do, too. I finished it. I went back.
0: Oh, I didn't think you ever finished. Yeah, I
1: went back. Amika um, from the Reading Room Four 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 on Bookstagram. Uh, that was one of her little book club picks. Uh huh. And I was like, "All right, girl, sign me up." And I and I well, I I kind of started over, and then I finished it with her group.
0: And I just I don't know how I feel. I don't have I don't have words, and I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain this book to you. It's an alternate. It's an alternate United States. It's three different stories. There's some sort of generational tie, but like not in any sort of coherent, like easily coherent following way. Um, Mm -hmm. You get a discussion of the AIDS crisis, which is kind of interesting. Uh, The first part is very like Henry James esque. It's set in Washington Square. It's got like all of that. They're, they're three separate novels it's just I yes so so mm-hmm. selfishly I need everybody to read this in like a book club format like if you have a book club if you have a zoom call, invite me I want to hear your thoughts and one day perhaps I will have accumulated enough thoughts from other people to mingle with my thoughts and then I'll have a, an idea of how I feel about this book.
1: I mean, I really have a strong desire to read it again, not this year. please but no next not this year. year. Yeah. Next year at some point, you know what I mean? Like not in, not in any particular month, just at some point next year, I really feel like I would like to reread it. And the mistake that I made with that book put is it down. I started that book and I put it down. I put it down and that was the wrong thing to do because when I initially picked it up, I was very much into it. And then I think I put it down for about a month mm-hmm. and then I went back to it and I was like, what is happening? I can't find my groove. I, like whatever I was feeling before it has gone and I couldn't get it back. Mm-hmm. So Note to self for me, like I, I could I can't put it down next time. I have to keep going.
0: Yeah, so maybe one day both of us can revisit this. But I seriously, yes. If, yes. if you have a book club discussion with a Zoom link or whatever, notes. I don't care. Right. Send them to me. I want right. to hear them all. I want to hear all your thoughts because I don't know. I I don't know. It's either a hot mess or a masterpiece, and I don't think there's any in between, and I don't know which one it is. I just now, I think
1: Simon, my guy from Savage Reads, I think he interviewed her about that book, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Perhaps, I don't know.
1: We may want to take a listen yeah. and see, but yeah, I yeah, that's going to be a reread for me for sure at some point.
0: hmm Yeah, To Paradise. Yep. Somebody tell me. Somebody help me make a final decision. <laughs> yeah. What's your final All book? All right, my last
1: and final book is a book that I just got from the library. I went to the library to pick up holds and I was like, oh, let me peruse the shelves. And I saw this book, Brass. I do not know how to pronounce this name. I'm going to spell the names for the people that are listening and not, and not looking. Uh, this is Brass by first name X-H-E-N-E-T, last name A-L-I-U. Uh, and I, I had just like, you know, skimmed the inside of the synopsis. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Oh, this book was great. It was really great. So let me try to break it down. So it the main down. character, yeah, so the main character Elsie is a very young girl and she's working at the working at the Betsy Ross diner and she's got a crust on Bash, 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 Bashkim, Bashcom, who was one of the cooks there and he's a little older and he's all like flirty-flirty with her. You know, she's young and you know, she's in feeling great being admired by this older guy or whatever. And the next thing you know like she's his girlfriend. Now, come to find out, he has a wife who is left behind in <laughs> right Albania. Yes, his wife was left behind in Albania. So there was conflict going on in Albania, and he wanted them to leave, but the wife wanted to stay oh. behind, and he's like, "No." you know, there's money to be made, there's there's dreams to be met, you know, we can really make our way mm-hmm. in America. And so she stays in Albania and he comes to the United States to try to make a life. And so now he and Elsie are in this thing together, having a little affair or whatever. And he's made it very clear to her that Um, we don't need to talk about my wife. She's there. I'm here. We didn't get married out of love. It was, you know, marriage for all the wrong reasons. She's not an issue. She's not a concern. So we don't need to to ever talk about her. Well, Elsie gets pregnant. Okay.
0: I just like the way you said that. Well, Elsie gets pregnant.
1: Elsie gets pregnant. Okay. And she ends up moving out of the house from her mother and her sister and her and, bashkem find the place and they move in together. Sometime, a little time, sometime goes by and things are getting really, really tough in Albania with the wife. And so he says to her, to Elsie one day, she has to come here now. And Elsie's thinking, he's talking about the baby. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I don't really have any control over that. I, She's going to come when she's going to come. We're still months off. And he's like, no, you don't understand. My wife, she's on her way here right now. And so, Elsa makes the decision and tells him, "Well, just go. We'll be fine on our own. Just go." So it's her journey of bringing this new life into the world on her own, with Bashkim sort of, kind of coming in and out. Mm -hmm. Her not really letting him back in, and her really just trying to find her way into motherhood as a lone parent. And I just thought it was so wonderful. There's this scene where she's giving birth, and <laughs> there's this commentary, or well, not a commentary, there's this discussion, like, in the head between her and the baby coming out. And it is it is one of the funniest things I've ever read in my life. And, I mean, it was hilarious. She's like, she's pushing, she's like, man, come on. And the, and the baby's like, well, look, I'm doing the best I can. It's like, it's, it's like a crazy path trying to get out in the real world. Just, just give me a minute. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get out. It was the Funniest thing I've ever read. So it's sad. It's heartbreaking. Bashkin makes you upset. And he's falling for things like investing all his money in these get-rich schemes. Mm-hmm. He's lost a lot of money. It's sad for him, too, I guess. But later on, she also finds out that, because uh, she never knew who her father was, um, and she's, out, she's Lithuanian. And so... She finds out who her dad is and she goes on this trek to then find him. So she's got a lot going on. She's got this, this child. She's trying to find the father. It's a lot going on. But I thought it was really good. It talks a lot about trying to make it on your own, getting over your first love affairs, trying to make your way as a lone parent, trying to be an independent person. It's a great book for a book club. i never even heard of that. Good, good I've pick. never heard of this book or this author before. Good Good pick. Oh, so I should also say it jumps back and forth telling the story from Elsie's perspective and also from her mother's perspective when Elsie was young. So you kind of go back and forth there. But I thought it was fantastic.
0: Excellent. Those are those are 10 books that you can pitch for your next book club book.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And there are so many more. There's yeah. so many more. We should keep... We should keep a running list and do this episode maybe once or twice a year. I think that's a good idea.
0: Because there's always Yeah, because there's always a good book. Into the mix, right?
1: So Yeah, and, and old ones, because all of these all of these are old that I I've even talked remember about. Remember what I
0: told you about? Lincoln the Bardo's old. Uh Franny Langton's not that old. Um like none of these are new releases. I got a lot of new releases, sorry. Good balance, Naomi, you and me.
1: Even Brass, like Brass came out in 2018. Yeah. I love when there's a book like I've never heard of the book or the author. And it turns out to be phenomenal.
0: There's just so many books out there. There's not enough time to read them all. And it makes me sad that I'm going to die before I read all the books. I know. There's a new existential dread for all of all of you out there. I know. The, the atmospheric right? oppression has me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So anyway, right. so book recommendation time.
1: Book recommendation time. Oh gosh. I just uncovered an arc that I thought I was reading and I forgot to read. Okay, <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this was a book that I read in 2019. Uh, the Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes. I've
0: never read any of that person's books, but everybody loves them.
1: I've only read this book and this book I did love. Um, And so I'll read a little bit of of the uh, flap. And it's set in the Depression era, America. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Alice Wright marries handsome American Bennett Van Cleve, hoping to escape her stifling life in England. But small town Kentucky quickly proves equally claustrophobic, especially living alongside her overbearing father-in-law. So when a call goes out for a team of women to deliver books as part of Eleanor Roosevelt's new traveling library, Alice signs on enthusiastically. This book was great. It was so fun and so... I feel like this book had a lot of heart. So the the man that that Alice was married to, he was really kind of cruel, and you know, not. This is going to sound so weird. Should I say it? Yeah. She wasn't sure if they actually had sex or not.
0: That's not weird. Lots of people <laughs> have that feeling sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she was like, I don't actually know if we've if we've really had sex. So it was a very um, just a unflattering relationship. They didn't really have anything in common. And there's a lot of controlling things that were going on in that marriage. And so she sets off and she joins this group of ladies to be a traveling librarian. And she meets so many wonderful families, giving them books. And she really, you know, gets into this new job. She learns how to ride that horse and she learns what her, what the, what those families want to read. And she starts building like real relationships. And eventually she really builds a bond with these other librarian women. And, um, later on in the story she meets a great guy and she finally gets to see what it's like to actually like love someone and have them love her back Aww. and to be fulfilled by that love but it was just a really beautiful story that's why i say this book is like it has a lot of heart there's a lot of heartfelt moments Aww. in this book
0: that does not sound like an illicit book it sounds too happy
1: oh it uh, it was it was just really sweet, you know. Just heartfelt moments between her and all of these families she's given books to. Heartfelt moments with her and all the other ladies that are doing this traveling library thing. And then that moment of finding like actual love. It sounds so, very. Lovely. It was really sweet. It was. It was. I've... And it made me cry.
0: Oh, ding, ding, it ding! Made me cry. Somebody take a note, Naomi. It really, cried it at really at got it in
1: my heart. Naomi it really never got it in my cries heart. at my heart. Yeah.
0: If you cried at my then heart. it, then I can't me. read that because I will just yeet myself out this window. Um, Yeah, it really got me. Well, on a different note, I'm going to suggest, which I did not know that you've read this this year, but um, House of Mirth by Edith Wharton. Uh, The whole time I was reading this, I just kept thinking of Tessa of the Dubervilles in terms of the tragic, I love it, the tragic nature of (laughs) our our main heroine. So this really centers on the... The life and traumas of poor Lily Bart, who is an orphaned lady of limited means but lots of social status, who mm-hmm. basically the only way for her to be secure in life is to secure a good marriage. But that's that's really not what Lily wants, and really she wants Selden, but she can't have Selden because Selden's not going. He's what, he's like a lawyer, like he's not. He can't really marry her or do anything because. And they have this like weird friendship where like they, they they clearly would like to have a relationship, but they both know it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 pointless to do that given all of the 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 way that society is structured. But they still have this flirtatious friendship, nevertheless. But you just watch Lily struggle to fit into society that she doesn't really a hundred percent mesh with, yeah. and. Yeah, It's just, it's it's tragic and it very much reminds me of Tess of the Dubervilles just, you know, many years later, this is like Gilded Age, that's like mid-Victorian, so it, you still have this theme of women having no agency and having mm-hmm. limited understanding of how the world works so that they can't even gain agency, Um the strict social norms and rules and everything that they have to follow in order to remain, uh, you know, with their reputations intact, how easy it is for a woman to fall, how men yeah. never really fall. Uh, I think, yeah, it, it it is. I have a lot of like dog-eared pages for quotes and stuff. Cause there's just a lot in here. That's, it's 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 so phenomenal. It's so well it's so well written. I don't even know how to articulate it how well it is. How I, I this agree. Is. I like,
1: agree. It's also a book that I can see. Just reread it whenever. Yeah. You know. It's
0: very engaging. It is not like a sloggy kind of read. The writing is really approachable and wonderful. I mm-hmm. know sometimes people feel like classics could be like clunky. I feel like Tess of the duvervilles might be a little clunky, but you get a similar sort of story um in terms of basically a, a a very good woman falling victim to the social structure around her. And yeah, this is like that one guy when he's like, oh I'll help you make money. Right. I fucking hate him.
1: It was a really, really good book. I I can tell that I'll read this a few times again over the years.
0: Phenomenal.
1: It really was. This was my first Edith Wharton. Mm-hmm. My first one. And I really enjoyed it. I already owned her other book, The Customs of a Country. And then when I was at McKay recently, I picked up Age of Innocence.
0: I have Age of Innocence here. I have read The Buccaneers. I think I read Age of Innocence a long time ago and Ethan Frome as well. But I think those are the only ones I have. Where did Wharton end up? I moved all the stuff around, so um, yeah, that's all I have. The Buccaneers is, was an unfinished novel that. Oh, okay. It's really good. It's about the um, the American brides that kind of end up going over to England and marrying off, being being married off to the into the aristocracy. They bring money, mm-hmm. they get a title, that whole thing. So you have, oh, okay. You yeah, have three, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think two of them are sisters and one's a friend but there's three that go over for a london season and you sort of follow their lives and it's it's really interesting um Hmm. but this was house of mirth fantastic yeah please read it please read it and i read this because i mean i had it for a while i was going to read it but the reason i picked it up was because of girlhood by melissa fabos Mm because she talks a lot about lily bart because i i think there's 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 like a early feminist in in, in lily bart because i don't think she wants to go with the grain but you see her just the way that she keeps rolling with the punches and finding ways to stay on her own two feet is I admirable mean, she was like it's making her own little
1: money like her little
0: <laughs> but she had Gambling to do i mean I, I don't and- think that she really wanted to get married like that, because
1: she did not think she wanted to either. I think she wanted to find a way to make it on her own, but it was very clear to her that that was going to be impossible almost
0: impossible. And then she's doing, mean, she has like no skills either. So when she, like, right, oh, this would be a good book, cupcake pick, too.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. There's a lot to yes, talk about. Yes, it would.
0: Him. So it would. Yes, read it now, drop everything. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's my gushy review. Well,
1: we hope that you enjoyed all of these book wrecks we gave you for your book club.
0: I'm still and, uh, salty. let us know
1: if you've read any of these or if you think you may put it up for vote for your next book club read. We would be interested to know that.
0: I'm still salty about The Island of Missing Trees.
1: I don't know what she's talking about, folks. Anyway, thank you. This has been such a wonderful episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretend I never said it. Just pretend I never there said it. There are words it. I will and never it was, forget. It was it was, it was never said. I was said. so it tired was of that said. fig
0: tree. Did I say that? You did. Perhaps Thanks. perhaps well So sorry. You're not sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, let us know if you've read any of these. If you pick them for your book club, let us know. If you do if you have a book club, you've picked any of these and you have Zoom links, if you meet in some way, you do a live, whatever it is, shoot it over. If we're free, we can hop on yes. and talk to you talk with you guys about it. I'd love to do that. So yeah. Yes, Just Shoot I it that over idea. to our DMs on TV or lowdown. You can reach out to us individually on Instagram. Whatever- Yes. Whatever you choose to do.
1: Whatever tickles your fancy and floats your boat.
0: Tickles your pickle.
1: <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. I'll tickle your pickle. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We kindly ask that you go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to our show and leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. Don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at tbrlowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at Nerdy Nurse Reads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time.